What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG Ingwen Show. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haolin. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG 英文。我是 Stephanie。今天的来宾是 Crimson Education Taiwan 的总经理。那他会跟大家分享他在国外求学跟工作的经验，同时也会跟大家分享他和他的团队在经营的课程。那他们主要是在帮助想要读大学但是需要申请奖学金的学生。那接下来就让我们来欢迎今天的来宾 Linda。Today I am joined by the incredibly talented general manager of Crimson Education Taiwan, who is here to share about her journey with studying abroad, working abroad, going to university abroad, and now the incredible programs she and her team are running around the world to help students find new opportunities to go to university, even if they cannot afford it. Ah,、uh, so many cool things, and we're going to dive into all that today. So everyone, please welcome the incredible Linda. What's up, Linda? Hi, John. So happy to be here. You know, it's so cool. We got to meet through. Was it Steph? Yeah. Did you meet Steph at like a cool event? I did. I I, I knew it, Steph. She's <laughs> always meeting such cool, powerful like women entrepreneurs and women leaders, and I'm really grateful for that because I am so thrilled to hear what you and your team at Crimson Education are doing. Awesome, thank you, John. Yeah. So, do you mind giving our audience here on NG Ingwen a little self-introduction? Who is the woman, the myth, the legend? Sure. So, I'm Linda, and I am currently the Taiwan General Manager for Crimson Education,、mm. and we are an education company. And every single、um, of our service is to help high school students or even younger students to、um, realize their ambitions of studying abroad overseas. And we help them develop their leadership skills. We help them with their applications to boarding schools, to U.S. UK universities,、um, and more. So、mm. that's in a nutshell what we do. And It's so fascinating, really, John, because I was a parachute kid. So it means、yes. that I studied abroad on my own when I was fourteen years old for about eight years. You know, I went to Canada, U.S., and also the U.K. throughout that eight years, and I did a lot of applications on my own.、Mm. And because of that experience, hardship, and challenge,、um, when my company found me on LinkedIn. They told me about their service, and at that moment, I wish that service existed for me.、Mm. So I think it is so gratifying and honestly therapeutic supporting so many talented students in Taiwan and so very passionate parents in Taiwan,、mm. and realizing their、um, dream of studying abroad at a really great schools. I can just feel your passion for this industry, and I'm so grateful that your team found you on LinkedIn. So I was hoping we could kind of talk about the story of students figuring out that process to apply to schools abroad because that's a pretty scary process. And you said a great thing: a parachute kid, guys. That's the first time I've heard a parachute kid. But it explains so beautifully your story. If you were like, "Hey, I think I want to stay in Canada to work on my studies," and your parents were like, "Okay, go for it," but they didn't live in Canada. And they just went back to Taiwan and parachute kid, that third culture kid. But the parents don't stay. Wow, so cool. So can you take us through? You know, you figured out everything on your own. Amazing. You built resilience, self worth, confidence. But for all those kids who are maybe struggling with figuring out what to do, yeah, how did that? How did that process begin? How are you helping them now figure out the steps to take? 
Yeah, thank you for asking that. I think there's two components to my、um, story. I think number one, I definitely build a lot of skill sets and sense of self-efficacy、mm. um, through that journey. But at the same time, I think if I can go back and tell my younger self, I would definitely highlight the fact that.、Um, Be resourceful, but recognize that you are not alone.、Mm. So,、um, it, there's merit by doing things independently, and there is also、um, merit doing things on your own plus being open-minded to other people's support. Yeah. So, I think、um, personally, I made a lot of strategic errors. So, when we're talking about selecting schools, it's or applying overseas, it's about number one, building up your candidacy in English is the fundamental skill. <laughs> That is absolutely needed. I'm sorry, everyone, <laughs> but that's why you're listening to the show, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no better way to learn English other than listening to John's podcast. Oh, whoa, whoa! <laughs> did, did I pay you to say that? Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's fundamental skill sets, and then the second component would be the strategic skill set, and that's why people like Grindham Assist is because. Um, school selection strategy, major selection strategy. There's a whole science and、mm. knowledge that goes into that. So,、um, so yeah, I would say those are the two things that's really important. Yeah, you know, and we were talking a little bit off air, Linda, about something that I didn't know about, which is need based versus need blind. Was that the correct terminology you used? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So.、Um, Need base versus need blind, just like、um, how it sounded.、Mm. Um, need blind, so they do not factor your financial need into considering your candidacy, and versus need base, where they will be factoring your financial need into、mm. your admissions candidacy. So when students are、um, when they When they are hoping to obtain some sort of aids and support through either FAFSA or CSS,、um, applying to U.S. universities or even、um, other university overseas, we really, really need to recognize、um, how the school policy is and what their admission practices when it comes to that. So we can make sure to maximize your chance of getting as much aids as you need and、mm. even full rides. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and so. Where can students who are listening, or parents who are listening, where can they be at in this process? I, I imagine this is probably kind of later high school thinking, but if parents are listening and they have middle school, you know, kind of junior high or early high school, can they be reaching out to you and begin to kind of work with you and your team to figure out a best path? Absolutely, because the first component, like I mentioned, is candidacy building.、Hmm. So besides English, there's A lot more work to do. Building up your leadership skills,、um, figuring out your passion, executing passion, and most importantly, demonstrating that intellectual curiosity in action.、Mm. So all that good stuff should happen before you apply. <laughs> I love all of those things, <laughs> and it's so cool too. Because thinking about your own journey with this, would you say that your own intellectual curiosity was Developed here in Taiwan, or did that kind of really get to blossom when you went abroad? Yeah, it really got to blossom when I went abroad. I think there is a lot of merit to the education system in Taiwan existing, but I think the whole development and fostering of that critical thinking,、um, discovering your passion, were really embraced when I went overseas. So I think, yeah, I think like being able to. Have the opportunity to go abroad is something that I truly advocate for.、Mm, yeah, I mean, and so beautifully now you're in this industry. 
Linda 是 Crimson Education Taiwan 的总经理。那他们公司主要是在做教育的，而他们提供的每一个项目都是为了要帮助高中生或者甚至年纪更小的学生找到他们出国留学的志向。那同时，他们也帮助他们发展他们的领导能力 （leadership skills） 以及前往美国或英国学校的申请书 （applications）。那这对来宾来说非常的迷人 （fascinating）， 因为他是一位 parachute kid。那字面上的翻译就会是降落伞小孩。但意思其实是在指被父母独自送出国读书的小朋友。那来宾十四岁的时候就被送出国读书，那一去就是八年。这期间他待过加拿大、美国跟英国，而且也在这段期间独自填写了非常多的申请书。因为他经历过这些艰辛 （hardships） 跟挑战，所以当他现任公司在 LinkedIn 上跟他说明他们公司的服务时，他非常有共鸣。那来宾觉得能够帮助有热情的台湾家长跟学生申请到国外的好学校，真的非常令人欣慰。Gratifying, 也非常的疗愈 therapeutic. 那来宾表示自己在摸索如何申请的过程当中，其实学会了综合技能 skill set 跟 self efficacy 自我效能。那他认为如果能够回到以前，他一定会跟自己说，虽然要足智多谋 resourceful， 但也要知道你并不孤单。来宾认为独立的做事情是有优点的 merit， 但是独立的做事情同时，如果能够敞开心胸，接受别人的支持或帮助，其实也不错。也像他自己本身就犯过蛮多策略上的错误 （strategic errors）。像在选学校的时候，其实第一个要点就是要建立自己的候选资格 （candidacy）。比如说，英文就是最基本要会的技能 （fundamental skill set）。那第二要点就是策略技能。像大家会喜欢 Crimson 这种机构的原因，就是因为在选择学校跟科系的策略背后是有科学跟知识的根据。那像其实大学有两种挑选学生的标准，第一个就是 need blind。简单来说，就是大学在挑选学生时，不会考虑学生支付学费的能力，只会透过他们的申请表、成绩单、推荐信跟作文来判断是否录取。那 need base 就是大学会考虑到经济能力来判断是否要录取这个学生。所以，当学生需要向 FAFSA 或 CSS 得到学费上的帮助时，他们就得考虑这个学校的入选标准以及学校的政策，这样才能够保证学生拿到他们需要的帮助，甚至是拿到全额 full ride 的学费。那其实，在申请大学之前的第一要点，就是要建立自己的候选资格。所以，除了英文能力之外呢，也需要培养一些领导能力，以及你的热情，并且去执行，还要展现出你的求知欲 （intellectual curiosity）。那来宾表示，虽然台湾的教育非常好，但他的求知欲是出国时候才发展的，因为批判性思考 （critical thinking） 跟找到自己的热情所在，都是他们教育中被表扬的 （and praised）。所以，因此来宾是蛮提倡可以出国念书的。Maybe some tools that students could use now, as you so beautifully said. Obviously, English, which we'll kind of get to a little bit more with your own story with language, intellectual curiosity. But what are some other? Oh, and leadership, right? So maybe from your own perspective, with your journey with applying from being a, a student in Taiwan, but then going to school in Canada, I believe, right, and then applying to the U.S. Do you remember any tools and things that you worked on personally? Maybe presentation skills or essay writing. Anything that students can take away now. Thank you for asking that. Those are skills I wish I knew that I need to develop. So、mm. I think I mentioned four guys.、Things. Listen, <laughs> I mentioned four things: so critical thinking, intellectual curiosity,、um, leadership skills, and language.、Boom. So,、um, so those are the four things that are fundamental. But I think reflecting my own, on my own story, I did a lot of my own search, and yeah, I did mostly all search. All research on my own, really, and I think the things I got were those four things. And what I did was I 
did a lot a lot of um Olympiad competition in biology. I mm. volunteered at hospitals. I um um I would host um free clinics for underprivileged population in both Taiwan and Canada. Oh, wow. Um in high school. I was in music band, but I realized that um throughout the application process they really want to know who you are at your core. Mm. And that needs to be conveyed through a personal brand. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to give you guys a pro tip. It's like identity, values, mission, and vision. Ooh. Yes. Identity. Values. Values. Mission. Mission. Vision. Vision. Yeah. Ooh. And so, about your own brand, your personal brand. Yeah, your own personal brand. And tying that four factors together having your activities um to be tied by those four factors then you will be speaking to the admission officer and very compelling and memorable story and... oh yeah i'm just loving it yeah keep going. okay <laughs> all right that's oh that yeah what you're looking for yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah wow linda i love it i mean that's like you're gonna have to probably write a book because that's probably how you lay out like a great story right there but to summarize that for everyone if i'm correct here that's making sure you're not just doing extracurriculars because you have to do extracurricular activities, but doing something that speaks to you, that's aligned with you, that then when you tell admission counselors or you write essays, you're speaking from really your heart, for lack of a better phrase right there, right? You're you're connecting to that. Is, right? Is that the idea? Absolutely, because there are people too. Oh my gosh, we love people. <laughs> Thank goodness there's still people because... What you're speaking about, too, I imagine, is a lot of this is algorithm-based. Mm. You know, when you're probably applying for certain things, there's probably components of like, hey, you know, you didn't check these boxes. We can't even continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think there is another USA Today article that talked about potentially schools are thinking about algorithm. But I think we're still a little bit far away from that, not on the technology. Um, technology basis. I think technology, technological wise, maybe we're there. Mm. Um, but, um, college admission, there's so much more factors into just the, if you get that, this grade, it also takes into consideration where you're coming from, your background, mm. um, like your socioeconomic background, yeah. you know, so yeah. all that components are very important, um, to be considered still. Yeah. It, thank goodness. I'm happy to hear that, to be honest, too, because yes, the technology is probably there, but, the fact that there's still the human component is beautiful to me. And so thinking kind of of the future of, you know, are students applying to you and you basically get to then work with them a little bit and then hope, help direct them to counselors and advisors that can carry on their journey if they're wanting to be, you know, a neuroscientist or they're wanting to be a software engineer. You connect those dots for people. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So they can definitely reach out to me and we have, um, my company has an application process and, um, through the application process, um, we're looking for any, anyone in the world who's currently a junior who has done of the things that I mentioned, but need somebody to support them telling their story and helping them with the strategy aspect of securing that money. Um, mm. and we have history of supporting students that, apply from Syria, Colombia, Taiwan to gotten to full ride, NYU Abu Dhabi, um, Yale, Dartmouth, Vanderbilt, etc. So hmm. I think that is in a nutshell, they can definitely reach out to me or find our website and apply there. 
Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for all the work you're doing. And I wish you continued success. And yeah, guys, we'll link her LinkedIn at the end. And so you can reach out to her or find the website when it's time. 来宾说，申请国外学校最重要的四个技能就是批判性思考、求知欲、领导能力跟语言。那像来宾曾经参加过生物学的比赛，当过医院的职工，在加拿大跟台湾有设立一个免费的诊所，帮助弱势团体 （underprivileged）， 并且在高中的时候有参加过乐队 （music band）。大家后来发现，其实在这个过程当中，这些招生官他们其实比较想要知道你的核心 （core） 内在的你到底是什么样子。所以得透过主打个人品牌传递 convey。那来宾其实给大家一个专业的建议，就是一个人的身份其实最重视的就是使命 mission 跟远见 vision。只要把你平常的活动跟四个技能做连接，你就会是招生官眼中引人注目 compelling 又难忘 memorable 的候选人。总而言之，就是不要为了让你的学历上有课外活动 extracurricular 而去做，而是应该找到跟自己有连接或是共鸣的事情去做。那当你跟招生官说明或是在写文章的时候，你才会有说服力，因为毕竟他们也是人。来宾会强调他们也是人，是因为入选标准其实可以透过演算法去做筛选，但他们认为要完全靠演算法去筛选还需要一点时间。因为其实虽然有这样的科技，但很多人认为不应该单纯看成绩跟数字去判断，而是要考虑到学生的个性跟社会经济地位 （social economic background）。那他们公司运作的方式就是学生会跟他们接洽，然后透过申请的方式，他们会审核来自全球的高二学生。那他们就会找这些已经具备一些基本技能的学生，并且帮助他们透过策略性的方式申请到好的学校，以及拿到奖学金。那其实他们曾经帮过来自苏利亚、哥伦比亚以及台湾的学生拿到全额奖金，去非常好的学校，像是阿布达比的纽约大学、耶鲁大学、大特茅斯、范德比尔特之类的好学校。如果有兴趣的人，可以直接到他们官网上申请，或是联系来宾哦。那我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。But Miss Linda, do you mind if we switch gears a little bit to the incredible story with your language? Because you're speaking so fluently, so intelligently, so concisely. But that all happened later in your life, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So do you mind sharing the story, kind of, of how language and English specifically came into your world? Yeah, thank you for asking. I think、um, I I think my ability is really a true testament that it's okay to start with English speaking skills at any time point that、mm. you want, especially for the adults. I think、yeah. um, I started when I was fourteen, and、um, I went through public education system in Taiwan until then, and.、Um, My English skills were definitely not there, non-existent. When I tell people my name is Linda, they have to ask me. Like they don't understand what I was saying. Basically, they did not understand me. <laughs> they,、um, yeah, I could not pronounce my ma- name properly at that time. So what I did is I read a lot and I read out loud. I read out loud the books that I'm interested in, and、mm. I would try to find the delta. The delta being the my pronunciation, how that sounded differently than the native speaker. Did you just say Delta? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm trying to find that difference. Oh my gosh, that's amazing!、Um, Can you please explain what Delta is? Because that's <laughs> that's like a very strategic terminology that I just love. I've never heard anyone talk about their language Delta. Yeah, so basically, it's like a mathematical term of describing a difference, <laughs> but it's probably not. I was like, are you like an investor right now? It's、like? not properly used, but I love it. Like I love it. Where they come up, but yeah, I think yeah, the、um, Delta here, the difference, the difference between、here. things. But I think、um, now that we have amazing podcasts, amazing 
you know, language learning、um, online tools and、mm. classes. I think those are all great. Ways of utilizing, yeah, yeah. The delta, wow. So you're finding the difference between what and what, Linda. Yeah. So how I sounded、mm. um, as a native Mandarin speaker learning English versus a native English speaker speaking English. Wow.、Yeah. So you're kind of listening. You're, and you can tell when you pronounce that there is a difference. Yeah, yeah.、Mm. So、um, I realized one of the、um, team member on my team. He also did that. He was also a parachute kid. So he did that, and he even went further to record himself and hear himself. And for me, I just listen to myself live when I when I was reading books out loud.、Mm-hmm. Linda, your brain is incredible because I'm thinking you're in real time. You're reading out loud. You're able to make sure you're actually reading the words, and then you're hearing the difference between like a re- audio recording you have in another part of your brain, and you're comparing the difference. Linda, what the heck? And you studied neuroscience, so this all is making sense. Yes, <laughs> I was also curious about my brain. <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness. So, how old do you think you were when you were beginning to really not only be able to hear the difference, but be able to kind of fine tune and make changes? Yeah, it the whole process I would say occurred about a year after. So I started doing that when I was fourteen, and then I started to notice. I sounded different、mm. a few months in, so it doesn't happen just like in a week or so. And then I started to be able to adopt and then kind of modify my own pronunciation.、Um, and I noticed I started thinking to myself in the shower in English within、mm. a year. Wow! And it just happens. Yeah. Wow! And that was when you were in Canada. Yeah. And you also have that immersive environment. Yeah. yeah. Wow! So so beautiful.、Yeah. And so. I really appreciate how you documented this process, like you remember, because I think a lot of my friends who were in that stage, they don't remember what they did, you know,、mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to kind of remember what you did. You're like, I don't know, I talked to my friends,、mm-hmm. <laughs> or I watched Netflix, which is all、mm-hmm. good, but I mean, your scientific mind right there of like, no, I'm pretty sure I did this and this that worked. I did that and that, and that didn't really work. Yeah, yeah. really, really cool. Very, you, you're doing such a great case study on yourself. <laughs> yeah, I hope. This helps. I hope. I yeah. wonder. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. I think it will. I think it will. And so now, kind of coming back to your adult life, are you mostly using Mandarin with students here in Taiwan? But are you mostly using English with your team that is global? Yeah. So、um, with student parents, definitely a fifty-fifty situation.、Mm. Um, and then with our team, we definitely use English with our global company.、Mm. And it's so cool too because that makes you so valuable. In my mind, to Crimson, because, yeah, you know, a lot of parents they want better for their kids, but maybe if they don't have the language skills, you know, they know you're there to still speak to them fluently in Mandarin, and then you can now start building with them in English for their kids and kind of get them to that next level. It's very, very cool. I feel you're in a perfect position because you were this student potentially back in the day, and so. Now you're helping. You've you've really come full full circle. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I think so. I would really consider this a full circle journey. Um, because when I was studying on my own, um, I was very fortunate where my family were just like, um, we'll provide the financial and you figure out everything else. So I did have to figure out everything else. And now as I'm helping more and more students and parents 
not just the fact that I can think from the student's perspective, I can also think from the parent's perspective when、mm-hmm. they're thinking about financing their edu-、um, their kid's education. Because、mm-hmm. I was thinking about how I'm going to manage the money I was given. So,、mm-hmm. um, and then furthermore, I also meeting parents and students who. Need that financial aid in order to complete their overseas education, and they are so incredibly talented. So I think、um, just so gratifying to be able to、um, support parents and students, knowing that we have these kind of resources, and、um, really see a result with our support.、Mm. Yeah, mm. 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 I love it. 来宾觉得自己现在的语言能力就是一个非常好的见证 testament， 因为他就是证明无论几岁都可以学好一个语言。那因为他在十四岁之前都是读台湾的国立学校，而且他当时英文能力差到他连自我介绍名字的时候别人都听不懂。那主要就是因为他发音不标准，所以他后来就开始一边看书一边念出来，然后再找出自己跟母语人士的发音差别。那刚刚来宾用 Delta 来表示差别，这个是因为呢，它是一个数学专用名词，但因为在数学当中它就代表着差异，所以这样子用的话，其实也可以完全理解他要表达的意思哦。那来宾认为，现在其实有很多很好的 podcast 跟线上课程，其实大家都可以好好的利用 utilize 这种学习工具。那来宾在团队中，其实有一位同事跟他经历非常相似。那他的方式其实有更进一步的录下自己说的话，然后再去分析母语人士跟他自己的差别。那来宾说，他是出国几个月后才意识到自己的发音不同，然后就开始慢慢的调整 modify。那渐渐的，他发现他在洗澡的时候连思考都是用英文。那来宾跟家长还有学生沟通的时候，其实有一半的时间是用英文，一半的时间是用中文。但跟全球团队以及团队沟通的时候，绝对是用英文。那来宾提到，他非常幸运是家人有给他经济上的支持，但是其余的都要自己想办法。但也因为有这样的经历，所以现在他除了了解学生的观点之外，他也完全能够理解家长在经济上的考量。那同样，他也认为能够有这样子的资源帮助这些有才华的学生跟他们家长，他真的非常欣慰。All right. Well, a question I love to end the show with, Miss Linda, is if you could go back and talk to a younger Linda, maybe before you went abroad, would there be any advice you give yourself about language, life, strategy, Delta, anything? Delta. <laughs> I think.、Um, I think the advice would come down to the open-mindedness of、um, of accepting support and seeking out for support、mm-hmm. in your community or or even beyond. Like on my own path, I was pretty self-reliant, but I think it would be even better to reach out to people and have that audacity or bravery and ask for support because no man is an island. Well said. Yes, and being able to reach out and find the resources and find guidance along the journey is is a beautiful human connection that we all can share. 来宾会给年轻自己的建议，就是要敞开心胸，接受别人的帮助，或是主动寻求帮忙。因为在他过去的经历当中，他就是自力更生 （self reliant）。但他也认为，如果当时有胆量 （audacity） 或是勇气 （bravery） 去寻求别人的支持，或许会更好。那最后，来宾有提到 “no man is an island”， 意思就是没有一个人可以不靠别人而独自生活下去。那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Linda。
Well, Linda, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for all the things you're doing with Crimson and just in life and in Taiwan. And where can people find your website? Where can they find you online? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Mm. So they can just um LinkedIn search Linda Huang Crimson Education and feel free to shoot me a message to learn about Crimson to learn about how you can apply as students um to the program that will be helping students actually for free mm. um at current junior year level to help them apply to U.S. colleges. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Yeah. You got your resource right here if you need it. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you for everything you do. And thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the NG English Show. Please follow along with Linda on LinkedIn or myself, wherever you can find me, John Drummond 89 All right. We'll talk to you next time, everyone. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen or you can search on IG NG English ICRT. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7 and Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.